The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Benched with Bubba, continuing our season previews team by team through all 30 teams in Major League Baseball to get you ready for the fantasy baseball season. We head out west to Oakland, Oakland, California, for the Oakland Athletics, a team that um, dedicated fans dedicated is a whole new term of endearment when it comes to the Oakland Athletics. Um, it's 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 interesting. One of these days, we'll get a new ballpark. Maybe they'll get new ownership. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. But there will still be some fantasy relevance. And so we are going to break it down here. In order to break it down, I have a special guest joining me, a great friend of the show, a friend of mine. I am looking forward to chatting with him about the A's. Find his work at pitcherlist.com, baseball prospectus, uh, the fantasy baseball beat at triple play fantasy. And he's the uh, the man, the myth, the legend behind specs, which I know myself and Ryan Bloomfield love quite a bit. You can find him on Twitter at C.A. Marcano. Carlos Marcano, how we doing, my friend? Oh man, it's always a blast to be here with you, Ryan. And uh, I, I, I'm always happy talking baseball, and I'm usually happy talking Oakland, but not so much lately. But I mean, it is what it is, you know. Yep. Uh, I, I, I know we've been joking about uh, there's not too much to talk. I wish there were more, but I think that we might still get a, a few a few things out of it. So. A hundred percent. We're going to get some gems out of this because there will be some guys or at least some late long shots or guys to keep an eye on for later in the season. There will be some fantasy relevance in the A's by the time the season's over. We both can probably guarantee you that. So that'll definitely happen. Yeah. Uh, before we get in to the athletics here, I mentioned where people can find you. Why don't you let everybody know what you have going on right now? You're a busy, busy man. 
Oh, yeah, I'd love to to be busier regarding baseball and not so many other things in, yeah, in real I life. You know? that. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, I, I'm I'm still trying to put some stuff out, uh, out there. Um, as usual, my rambling in Twitter at, at CA Marcano. And um, right now I'm mostly uh, writing for baseball prospectus. We're right now with the, you know, all the landing pages for the beginning of the season. This week was uh, second baseman. Next week, we, we will continue with another position. So it's pretty interesting there. Also, I'm planning uh, to put more research stuff in, in with picture list. I, I've been working on a few things, um, playing some mach machine learning and stuff. And uh, let's see, let's see where does it, does it take me, you know? And of nice. course, what what been getting a, a little more busy of and, and more of our time is the the fantasy baseball beat podcast with uh, mutual friends Mike Carter and and Chris Torres. Um, it's been it's been crazy, man. <laughs> to, to be honest, it, it's been it's been so much fun. I, this all started, you know, like a, like a friends uh gathering uh with mike and chris and uh, well and, and david mendelson put us together he he just pulled every one of us together and uh i i'm really happy he did and um we got lucky and got nominated for for mm -hmm. our uh, uh, uh fswa award which i we can still <laughs> we can still believe it i mean uh, it, it, this is something that belongs to you guys, to, to <laughs> people. Uh, and and uh, I mean, we're, we're, it, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. We, we've tried to, you know, do this really specific thing, bringing the beat writers and talking about whatever they they can give us regarding fantasy baseball. And it's been evolving a little bit. We even add some mental health stuff too. So mm -hmm. it, it, it's been fun. It's been fun, and and we appreciate it all the support with, with that we've gotten yeah it's awesome congratulations you guys have a, it's a great show I, I told mike when i had him on recently uh it's, it's really cool to see like you guys melding together still finding your group you can see each episode how you guys are starting to find it more and more and then it just eventually it'll just start all clicking and it'll, it'll be awesome so it's uh oh, yeah. it's fun it's fun to watch you guys do that and it's great information like i just recorded the mets preview couple hours ago with Simeone and um he used one or two terms for one of your guys' shows with your Mets beat reporter because it's it's a valuable tool that uh, is going to be very very nice throughout the uh, the preseason and the season when it comes to fantasy baseball now when it comes to fantasy baseball we're going to talk Oakland athletics and um I'm a very sarcastic person so I'll joke around a lot but like you said there's going to be like and you know the Giants I'm not happy with the way the Giants are like they might on paper be better than the A's but in reality wouldn't be shocked when Oakland comes to San Francisco if like the A's swept the Giants. It's just a it's oh a bad God. deal all around. But let's talk about fantasy here. And Ramon Laureano, this is a such a conundrum of a player for me, Carlos. And I yeah. you might agree with me. He's like, we know the talents there. This is a 2020 bat, you know, okay batting average. It's just stay healthy or don't get suspended or whatever. It's always something with like Laureano keeping yeah. him off the field. But right now, heading into opening day. He should be there all season unless something goes wrong. And we're getting him at a really good discount in drafts, like, uh, you know, ADP 225 since January 8th. It's it's really crazy what the price tag is for a guy that could go 2020. But maybe you have other yeah. thoughts on Moriano. What's what's your thoughts on him? No, definitely. I, I, I 
to be with you there. Um, this is a guy that it's hard not to like because, uh, as you say, he can be a 2020, uh, and those are not, you know, very common every, every, very well uh, everywhere. Um, he should have the playing time. He he, uh, unless he, you know, surprises us with another uh, of this, you know, antics. Uh, but in the if we suppose he's staying healthy, he 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 will. Oakland doesn't have anyone to to fill that spot other than him, and and he has the talent. He has he's a proven talent, right? Mm -hmm. um, the caveats with the Laureano, and that will be the same with any player in that lineup, is that we are a little, or I'm a little concerned about counting stats like runs and, and, and RBIs, you know, that, and that's going to be a, a continuous thing with, with, with Auckland because um, those are pretty too much dependent on the roster construction and on the lineup construction. And, and if we have a, a problem there, a base problem there, uh, that's going to impact the value of anyone on, on that, on that uh, lineup. But, I would be tempted to get some shares of Laureano because mostly of the pricing. Mm -hmm. um, he's two two twenty five, and um, for a twenty twenty guy, possible twenty twenty guy, there are not too many options. From from my perspective, is I would not be targeting him. But if he's right there, when when it's my turn, I I, I might get him. I, I think it's particularly interesting in, in draft and holds or or, or basketball formats that are so deep. You know, you you get these 40, 50, 50 players rosters. I think that he would be a lot more useful there. And um, but. Even for a fab league or, or, or in in a fifteen team, I, I think he he could still be he could still prove to be a, a little bit valuable. So I like him. I like him in that in those terms. Not specifically targeting, but I, I would scoop him if, if that's my my turn on the, on the on the draft. And and I think I I get him. Yeah, we're we're pretty much on the same we're on the same page there. It's uh, and I love them like you said for like draft and hold formats because it just adds the depth piece. And we talk about how outfield dries up so quickly or kind of dries up. Yeah. So if you can get it, like you'd be drafting him as your fifth or sixth outfielder, potentially even fourth or fifth outfielder or whatever. That's a really good guy. If he actually stays on the field and makes things happen, like those are a bunch of ifs, but the talent's undeniable when he is out there. And you made a great point with the counting stats and that is going to be a problem throughout the team. And we'll just go straight to Tony Kemp with this one, uh, you know, ADP around 450 ish, give or take. Uh, right now, which is crazy to think about for a guy that leads off and plays nearly every day. Played 147 games last year, 131 games in 2021. Like he's not going to yeah. get you double-digit power, maybe get you double-digit uh, steals. But like on paper, you think leadoff hitter, that late in the draft, we want at-bats. This is perfect. Obviously not the same at-bats like you mentioned in Oakland. Uh, what's your thoughts yeah. on Tony Kemp? They even paid him a little more money this year to stick around, and um, he's 32, yeah. which is old for Oakland, but he's leading off. So it's it's an interesting, like it's a it's another conundrum I have with the A's. It's like I want to take the at bats, but are they worth taking? Type thing. Um, honestly, I don't think they're worth it, Ryan. I think he he dropped like 40 points in his some base percentage for uh, last year, and. Uh, comparing with with 2021 
uh, no, even worse, he he dropped for from 382 to 307 in his on base percentage, and he is a career 330 on base percentage. So he underperformed uh, his career OBP, but still, uh, I mean, he, for him to be worthy, he he needs to get on base, and I'm not. I'm not seeing it. Uh, he that dropped in batting average. It, it, I mean, he's he's a, an empty little man. You know, he 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 he's just like playing for because of Oakland not having anyone else to no other, to play no other there. options. <laughs> yeah, no other options. And 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 if you see it, he he just get to like he could get to double digits stolen bases but the, he might not because he's getting older and and you know the the aging curve for for guys um that steal bases uh, it's really really bad when they cross those 31 30 31 years so i um i i i don't see it uh, and i i don't think i will get any any tony kemp's shirt this year unfortunately no, it's, it's probably the right call. Let's put it that way. Um, this next player is interesting because we saw him uh, lately, and we're talking to Seth Brown here, played 150 games last year, 25 homers, 11 steals, hit 20 homers the year before. You do mention the counting stats with 25 home runs, only 55 runs scored, and 73 RBIs. You'd expect maybe a little more there. But um, batting average is not his jam. But the rest of it, the power we've seen, and that increase in speed is kind of interesting. Um, you know, roster resource has him platooning. I don't know if that's really going to happen. Maybe you'd have a better feel on that, but you're getting him around an ADP of 215 or so. So, what are you thinking of Seth Brown? Who, if you're looking for power after pick 200, I can see the argument, but there still are question marks. I have a feeling, yeah, there are a lot of question marks, but to be honest. Seth Brown is the guy that I'd like the most in, in, in the whole roster. And I think he is, he could be valuable. Um, he has tremendous power. He, he goes around 13% percent in barrel rate, which is really cool. 113 max exit velocity, which is really nice. And uh, he did, he took some steps in terms of improving his, um, his contact, not that many, because he still have holes in that in that swing. You know, he he's not gonna be a guy that, that that's gonna get you. I don't know more than two forty. You know, being optimistic, two forty five, <laughs> but because he he swings a lot and he misses a lot, but he is also close to ten percent in walks, which is re- better than league average. So. So that that's a good power profile for 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 a guy that has his all, all his strength. Um, I think Seth Brown could get you thirty homers, uh, and uh, at that point in the draft on the two hundreds, those are not bad at all, you know. And um, he showed speed. He got eleven stolen bases last season. So if you get 30 homers and 10 stolen bases at that point you can live with a 240 to 35 uh batting average uh, and he has the biggest opportunity of scoring of scoring and 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 driving in bases it's going to bat third probably well it, it depends of what uh, at the end Oakland decides right but he will probably bat third or clean up in that in that lineup uh and i don't 
think they are going to platoon here that much, to be to be honest. The the other guy that could get some at bats from him, and, and that's the guy, one of the guys I'm interested in talking, uh Ryan Noda. Um he's a lefty too, so uh, he will not be the like the direct guy that it's gonna get those at bats from Seth Brown. And um I, I think Brown is going to be a staple through the whole year there, or maybe until they trade him for a contender at, at some point in, 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 in before the the trade line, because he he could get I don't know 15 homers by by that point, and someone is going to get interested in a power lefty uh, that yeah. to fill some holes in in, in the roster, you know, so. Yeah. I think he's interesting, and I, I I would like to get a few shares of him. I think he's the guy to to keep an eye on in in Oakland. Yeah, I love that call with with Brown, and then you mentioned Dota. I want to ask you some more questions on him since you brought him up. His ADP over the last couple of weeks is like five thirty, and I I saw you mention something about him, and you put him on the outline. Um, uh, Britton Allen mentioned something about him and he's got a new show coming up on uh, sports ethos. I think I heard, which is good for him. Um, he's a rule five pick. So for those that aren't familiar, he has to either stay with the big club or give back to the team he got him from. And you look at Ryan Noda's numbers in the minors recently, 25 homers, 20 steals in triple a last year. He's shown pretty much 20 plus home run power with some speed. It's an intriguing profile and a profile. Like why wouldn't the A's give it a chance type thing? So um, how would you like to approach Noda in draft season, I guess? I mean, he's basically free, you know, and and um, I, I would definitely add him in any draft and hold uh, um, draft that, that, uh, that I would do because he is, he's, he's going to be probably uh, – uh, let me start with, um, with something. If you're expecting Jesus Aguilar to be your – Cleanup hater for the whole season, man. You're up for 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 a trade and a surprise, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, going to uh... the best way to learn a language: immersion, living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way, and that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Pitcher-friendly park like the Coliseum, uh, and for a guy that it's way out of his best moment, like like Aguilar, I I I, I don't think he's gonna last alone. I, I I'm I could bet that he's gonna be DFA 
sooner than than later at any point. And if it doesn't, it's because Oakland is just you know a, a bunch of of cheap bastards that do not want to 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 bring any anyone else. You know. Yep. And um, Ryan Noda is. I, I I would give him the the chance from the get go, and he, I think it would be a better option than Aguilar. He's like what we like to call the minor league professional. <laughs> he, he's been there for a while. He's 27 years old. Um, this is a brute force guy. He 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 can knock the the socks off the of the ball, but he also has a 15% walk rate. <laughs> that, 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 that's crazy you know he, uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, this is a guy that's gonna be on base um he can he can hit the ball really hard he, he's kind of a, of a, what joy gallo was supposed to be you know <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh, because gallo could take a lot of of walks and 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 hit really hard until he couldn't you know so so noda it, it, that he's like the guy i like to to And I wish he has a better ending than what Gallo has been having, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, if Oakland could get a great fourth batter in that lineup, I don't see anyone else in in, in that organization. Maybe uh, Seth Brown could be the other cleanup hitter mm -hmm. there. But if Oakland doesn't give him the chance, it's just because, you know, other constraints and money on things like that. I, I don't know, crazy stuff that they do over there. And the interesting part with Nodex is that even if they just want to use him uh, in some weird way for a trade or something, they have to shop him around and they have to show him, you know? So, so that, that's what makes me, and I'm maybe just going a lot by God here, by, mm -hmm. um, uh, but I, I think he, he could be a, a big surprise in that lineup. Yeah, no, it makes a ton of sense. Like I said, when you and Britton started mentioning things, I started looking into him a little more and any real five guy has to stand out to have a real shot, especially even more so on a team. Like if it was Oakland or Pittsburgh or kind of these bottom tier teams, The rule five guys have even more chance because these teams are so cheap. Why would they waste a pick and potentially paying a guy if they're not going to like run with it and see what happens to at least trade them? Like you said, if not, maybe this is the new cheap piece. And now we go and trade a Seth Brown or something like that. It's like it's how they work. And so it makes a lot of sense when that was mentioned along the way. So I'm intrigued because like, yeah, if they trade Seth Brown, who was even rumored to be traded to like the Yankees at times last year, if he gets traded, then yeah. Noda can walk right in there. Uh, he could platoon at first base with Aguilar. He could. Yeah, there's a lot of avenues to Noda, especially if he exactly. produces, like you said. So I'm very, very intrigued with him, especially with the ADP. It's probably going to come up now that more and more people are talking about him, but that's how this game works that we play. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And, you know, and if for some reason, if like spring training starts in the first couple of weeks, he's mashing baseballs, it's going to get real interesting. So, yeah, we'll see how that one plans out. Oh, for sure. You mentioned Jesus Aguilar, though, and that was kind of a surprise move when I saw it because I just didn't expect it to happen in Oakland. It made sense. It was affordable and it worked. But uh, and, I, and I don't mind it. I like I like players going to bad teams because that's where you get extra bats and you can be fantasy relevant. Um, it works for Jesus Aguilar at first base at the same time, like you mentioned, it's Jesus Aguilar at first base. So, um, how would you approach him in fantasy? Because you know, when we first made this outline, he had an ADP of 665, then he got signed over the last uh, two weeks, last six or like uh, 10 days or last six drafts. His ADP is now 491, it's risen like 170 spots, so he's moving up. 
Um, yeah. How do you look at him in fantasy? Because like, you kind of mentioned it briefly there with Noda, but yeah. uh, is there any interest still? I, I'm I'm not interested at all, Brent, to be honest. To be completely honest, I I I suffered his regular last year with the, with the Merlins. I had him in, in a few in a few drafts, mostly as a band-aid for some places where where I had injuries and things like that. And he was just not good at all, man. To to be honest, he 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 wasn't uh, delivering in in clutch moments. He 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 played a lot of third and fourth in battery with the, with the Marlins and and he just couldn't couldn't get the most out of those situations um I, he he lost some uh, velocity in, in his swing he the, his barrel rate is coming down for the last couple of years his barrel percentage went down from 8.4 to 6.7 from 2021 to 2022 um he's a guy that had lost two miles per hour in, in his max exit velocity from 2021 to 2022 even with the you know they were saying that we had some jumpy balls around in the ballparks last year he actually when everyone was gaining um in his max exit velocity he lost two miles per hour so i i don't see anything you know that he could be helpful, um, especially in first base, where there are some other options that you could get affordable. You know, you you could go uh, well a little bit higher, but it's still affordable. You could go with Rody Tellers, Tellers, yeah. and things, uh, and other players like that. And Brian Mount Castle, who who can help you a lot more, and they're still affordable. So I, I don't see him as a as a viable option. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Like, I was all excited at first, but the more I've looked at the situation and the other pieces, like, around them and part of the situation, it's like, yeah, maybe I over got too excited out the gate type thing. So, yeah, I'm with you now <laughs> on that one. Now, this is a player I'm very intrigued by because when we talk range of outcomes in a guy, this is all over the board. This could be, you know, good Billy Hamilton or bad Billy Hamilton. This could be a lot of things right here in Estuary <laughs> Ruiz who was traded to the A's last, uh, I believe it was last season. Um, ADP is around yeah, 220-ish right now. We know the speed is as legit as it comes. Not a ton of power, but yeah. just can run and run and run and run and run. Problem is he got to get on base to run, so that's kind of one of his ups and down moments. But in the minors, like people say that, I look at his minor numbers, he hit fine in the minors. He just kind of had a few hiccups towards the end. Um, how do you look at Estuary Ruiz? Because, again, kind of how I thought with like Noda and some others, when you're a team like Oakland, why wouldn't you let the young kids play and see what you have? That's just my two cents, but you would know better than me. You've experienced it better than I have. So, what's your thoughts on Ruiz? No, I I, I totally agree. I think I think they should give him the 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 will and let him drive. You know, I I I don't see why they they would be putting. Tony, Tony Campbell leading off uh, uh, and extending with the, with all that money when they traded for this guy that that I mean he's yes he's a rookie we don't he's not proven and in, in, in with the big teams but uh, honestly will would he be worse than Tony Kemp just putting it like that I, I, I don't think he would um, at least it would be more fun you know <laughs> just looking at him running the bases and in with that huge ballpark where that whenever he hit 
one into the gap, it's going to be a double or a tri triple most of the time. So um, I, I'm, I'm really intrigued because uh, his, um, you, you could be concerned about his contact. He's, he has a few holes in that, in that regard. Um, most projections I think have been for 240. Well, ATC has have has him for 240. Um, the bad X is a little bit less optimistic. It's 228, and that's because his swinging his swinging radius is still a little bit high compared with his walk rate. Um, but uh, that's comparable to what Tony Kemp can do, you know. Uh, so. It doesn't make sense just to have him uh, waiting and and ha uh, or you know buried in the in the bottom of the of the lineup. I, I would just put him at the, at the first place and and give him the chance to lead off. Um, I I would get shares of of Stereo Reese just because he he's a guy that even maybe with the new rules he could get you 50 stolen bases i think that that's the kind of speed that that kid has and and we don't know if he he can just click and and um, be on base more than we, we think he could he, he he or the projections are are telling us so just for the wow factor and the intrigue i i think he's he's actionable you know uh, um and of course, this is from a 15 teams perspective, right? Yeah. Where, where where things are are deeper and and we need more players to to fill our our, our um, and as you said, outfield it's not as it, as deep as is it was years before it. I I don't know if if it's me, but I think outfield it's like shallower every every mm -hmm. time, you know. And it's weird because there's supposed to be a lot of talent on, in outfields, but that's the way I'm looking at it right now. So he's worth a shot. Yeah, I think it's the shallow parts because there's so many more platoons, it feels like. There's not as many, yeah. like, for sure guys, and that's what makes it tricky. So, yeah, I have a couple shares of Ruiz already. I, I definitely am buying into that in my draft and hold formats. So, you know, you just attack outfield, and he's, like, your fifth or sixth outfielder. And you can, if he plays well, and now he's your third outfielder. You just kind of play the game in that regard. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on Esther Ruiz, and I've uh, given my chances there. Let's go to catcher here. And it was impressive. I wrote up catchers for the Black Book, so I know way too much about catchers. And, um, you know, watching Sean Murphy last year collect more plate appearances than any other catcher in baseball. Played, like, I don't think he played more games, but pretty darn close. Like, he was out there a ton, over 150, I think, games total between DH and, uh, and catching, mm -hmm. which is unheard of in this era of baseball. That leads yeah. me to Shane, Shea Langoliers because when they traded Sean Murphy, I was like, oh, maybe they'll get William Contreras. No, they got Manny Pena. So that's not the answer. Um, so Shay Langoliers, who came over in a previous trade, well, from the Brewers, actually, I believe. Um, yeah. He showcased some power in the minors, kind of an up-and-down first campaign with the big club. But there's offensive talent there for sure. And if the A's do anything close, I'm not saying they'll do the Sean Murphy treatment, but if they let him play pretty much like three, like four times a week, like he probably will behind the plate, there's some interest for me there. So what's your thoughts on Shea Langoliers? I like Langoliers in, in, in terms of um, the boat of confidence that he got from, from the team. As you said, uh, when, when they traded Murphy, uh, I thought they were going to get another catching piece. But as you said, Manny Pena is in it. Um, and actually, he's, he's projected to be the backup catcher behind behind. Uh, 
Langliers, and that that's a weird vote of confidence in 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 Oakland uh, these days. So maybe they are seeing something there that that it, that's interesting. And um, the problem with Langlier is that he this K rate is just ridiculously bad. You know, I think uh, last season it was thirty, almost thirty five percent. And um, he's been close to 30 his whole uh, minor league career, too. So uh, that's uh, kind of, uh, you know, uh, pretty bad. And he needs to, to work on that. That's going to be the key part. Um, but Oakland has done magic for guys that, that had problems with uh, their K rates. Like, well, the biggest... The biggest um, case was Matt Olson, who who used to be a free swinger and started working on it. And then they did some; they had some things doing in the, in, in their labs and things like that that helped in. And uh, if they can do the same for for Lingaliers, uh, I mean, he, he he could be a monster in, because the guy has a lot of power. So we for our two catchers league leagues he could be a, a good speculative add in as your second catcher I, or or maybe you can have it in your in your uh if you're drafting now and you're not waiting for spring training that's the third you know just waiting to see what uh, on, uh, what happens in the first month of the of the season i i, I think he's draftable he's not cheap that's that's the thing he's yeah Hits 284, and for a catcher uh, like that, he, that that's kind of rich uh, for me. Um, so, the, if you missed in with your targets, uh, you could do a lot worse. You're not getting Manny Pena for sure. Uh, uh, so, so um, he he would be better like that. Um, I, I would say that if he falls to three three hundred. Maybe a one round more, he he could be more palatable if, in 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 if I'm drafting him. And the one thing I'll say for people playing in the NFPC, we're using their ADP, of course, is he's utility only right now. So if you draft them, he won't be catcher eligible. If I think it's like ten games or something. So yeah. it's hard to hold a third catcher unless it's a draft and hold. Then it works totally fine. Like he fits very well in that scenario. But for a fab league, just beware. Just beware that'll it's another wrinkle. In, in the the Shea Langoliers mess. Yeah. All right, let's go to the mound. And um, I crossed Cole Irvin off because he's gone now. That was one that took place since we last talked. Um, yeah. This is tough. And, um, and that was the good one, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I'm like – I'm just going to say all these pitchers are like past ADP 500. Most of them are past yeah. 600. That tells you a lot, like a question marks here. Yeah. Uh, we crazy. can go pitcher by pitcher, or you can tell me which ones stand out to you to be fantasy violators. Paul Blackburn, Caprillion, Rosinski, Fujinami, Waldachuk. We know Kyle oh Mullers is still hung, hanging around somewhere. If you were looking from a fantasy perspective, I'm just going to group them together. Who stands out to you for fantasy? Because most of these yeah. guys feel like they're streamers down the line or just kind of like hopefully they get traded. I don't know. Like it's it's a weird situation. To be honest, none of them. <laughs> to, to be completely yeah. honest, I, I I would yeah. not like to to lie to anyone. Uh, um, probably Fujinami is the the question marks, right? Uh, yeah. we, we 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 don't know how his talent is going to to translate uh, um, to the major leagues. And um, 
this is a guy that that, that that's coming and the projections are in, all over the place around him you know the um the bat has him uh, for a 548 but atz has in uh 474 era but um zips have had in, uh, 371 they're all like in scales of one point Uh, each of the uh, for each of the projection systems. So I, I believe that no, it no one knows exactly what to expect from from uh, Fujinami. He's either provided to be reliable in, in Japan. He didn't strike well. He he strike out, but we know that Japanese imports they their K rates dropped the first the first season they arrived to the big show so and then they adjust um, um so uh, he's the question mark is he actionable i'm not sure i'm not sure i and i'm not drafting him any, anywhere um we don't know if it's gonna go in, in the rotation from the first moment although oakland said he would but but sometimes they he, they take these guys and they get him get them out of the Uh, of the bullpen so they, they can get some experience without the pressure of, of having to start. I think it's this, this is going to be very dependent on spring training. And so I would wait until then to, to make a decision uh, to draft him, to be honest. I, I don't have a share of him and I don't think I will have until I see some live uh, action in spring training. The other guys, ah, oh my God, maybe Caprillian, but it, it's hard to draft any of these guys. And, yeah. and believe me, it's going to be a lot harder to watch these games this year, Brian. I, I don't know how, yeah. how, as a fan, and and allow me to to just rant a little bit about about it. about Auckland. As a fan, as a fan, this is embarrassing, to be honest. Uh, the way these people is handling uh, this team is extremely extremely embarrassing it's like it's not like these guys are are you know <laughs> pulling their allowances to to try to get the the team uh going forward these are billionaires that that they they don't they don't give a damn about about the fans about or about the show they put night after night and this The, the worst part is that I don't want to be mean with the with the actual players. You know, it's yep. not their it's fault. Not their fault. It's not their it's fault at all. <laughs> yeah, not at all. These guys are professionals. They're trying to make their their best effort to earn and, and job in, somewhere uh, else. <laughs> yeah, the best honest way they're they're living, and I appreciate the 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 effort that they do. But uh, the failure that Auckland has turned to be from Billy Bean to all the way. Uh, to the ownership it's it's just embarrassing embarrassing and uh, i i had I, i i don't understand how are they surprised that barely a thousand people go to the game in on any given day you know mm -hmm. uh, those hardcore fans are gonna go to if they if they keep doing what they're doing with the team Yeah, no, I don't blame you one bit. Uh, I feel for you. I really do. Like I, like I said, I'm sarcastic. I like to make jokes. I especially like to make jokes of really bad situations because otherwise it's just like it, the, the bad sinks in more and more. Yeah. Um, it, 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 and it sucks. And I love the point you made, though. It's like because it's not the player's fault. And if anything, they might play harder because they want to get out of there. Like 
because exactly. they, they know if they play great, they're not going to get paid. So now we're gone. So that's like a plus there. Um, and the fans in Oakland are amazing. They're amazing fans. So it's like, because I'm out here on the West Coast, and so all there of the Giants or the A's games are my options usually at night. And it's like, I'll turn on an A's game just to see like a thousand people. I feel like I go to a you know a college baseball game down so like in Cal Poly, and there's more fans at the game or something. It's just, it's it's so hard to watch, and it's like it's professional baseball, and yeah, it's a whole whole different thing that hopefully gets resolved sooner than later. And sadly, I don't know if a new ballpark's the answer. I really don't. I think it's the ownership needs to go. It's that simple, but uh, that's a whole other discussion. That's a great discussion for fantasy baseball beat when you guys get like Susan Slusser or something on there. That would be amazing to, to make that happen. A um, couple more questions for you. Let's talk bullpen real quick. They went and got Trevor May, who I think is a great back of the bull, like bullpen pitcher. I don't know if he's a closer, though. It's like a mentality thing. I think he's got the skills. Don't get me wrong. I just we've really never seen a yeah. full run of Trevor May closing. You know, you have Jackson back there, you have Acevedo. I've always said AJ Puck should be the closer. I think that's always been a fun option. How do you yeah. like and again, they're not gonna win a ton of games, but how do you assess the bullpen situation? I mean, um, yeah, May he 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 can do the job, uh, arguably. Uh he 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 has the the means. As you say, it might be a problem of mentality, to be honest with him. Um, he's going to be dirty cheap. And if you're desperate for saving your, your you know, he, he could go almost for free. He's, his ADP is, I don't have it right now with me, but I think he's really, really cheap, right? Um, but uh, the, the big situation is the, the one that you mentioned. We, and Oakland is it's not going to win a lot of games, and yeah. that's going to dilute in, in in between the guys that they have. I, I don't think May is going to be out there for every closing situation. So they might try some some options there, one or the other. Um, so he, as I said, let's say you got uh, Edwin Diaz, and then you missed on some uh, middle uh, options for relieving. You you can get some. Cheap dear to say dear to save from from Trevor May just to come to you know to to be the the uh, added value to to your main your main guy. Yeah. Um, now that I'm thinking and this I, I forgot to to mention there's an intriguing guy uh, in the on the mound from for Oakland and it's the guy one of the guys that they got in the Cold Urban trade which is Cal Cal Miller. And uh, Mueller, uh, he he was, uh, you know, kind of good in his last Triple A, Triple A season with Atlanta. He 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 was a three forty one guy. Uh, he pitched almost one hundred and forty games. He had a nice fib, nice whip. He, he had a little problem with the with allowing too many homers. But he struck out 159 uh, batters in one one and then 134 innings pitch, so he could be intriguing in you know in very deep uh, maybe AL only leagues, um, because I've read some comments that uh, David Forrest expected that he could be part of the rotation at at some point. Mm -hmm. So if you guys play, you know, this deep American League uh, leagues, he could interest him from that perspective at some point in, in, the, in the season when 
you know the wheels start to fall off in their in that in that rotation. I'm sure there is going to be a lot of shuffling, scrambling uh, uh, for new arms in that rotation through the whole year. So he could be uh, of of some value. Cal Miller. Yeah, I like the Mueller call if I'm going at the kind of long shot he draft and hold type pick. He's got the talent at least, just a matter of can he hone it in and make it work. Yeah. Uh, J.P. Sears was a popular tar- target last year. They got in a trade, and he pitched a little towards the end. I'm not in love with him, but uh, he'll, get, he'll get some run as well. So there'll be a lot of options for guys off the waiver wire throughout the season if necessary exactly. when it comes to Oakland. Uh, last yeah. question I have for you here. Uh, and the one thing with teams like Oakland is you do have a lot of prospects. Now, are they good prospects? Who knows? But there's a lot of them, a lot of them. Um, yeah. Are there any that might have an impact this year that you're kind of curious about for fantasy or are they kind of maybe a few years away? Like I know um, you got Soderstrom and that's kind of a, a maybe situation, probably another year, I'd imagine, but maybe not. So how do you look at your, uh, your prospect situation? Yeah, probably Soderstrom is the guy that could be closer and he's still not there. Um, he. I've read some reports that they're a little bit worried about his is um. He he's not been ready yet, uh, and um, and maybe that's why they're they're giving more um options to Langaliers in uh, as a, as the primary catcher. You know, um, there is there was also uh Connor Connor Capel. The outfielder, the, he's a lefty. Uh, he came, I think they took him from from waivers from Cleveland, um, but he's not there yet. Um, Oakland usually has these guys that appear of nowhere from from their from their farms, and they they just put them to play when the, when nothing re- give the results on, on, on <laughs> with 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 the guys they currently have. So I'm always, you know. Really, with my eyes open to see there the, all the transactions happening in Auckland, but because sometimes there 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 can be this hidden guy that that could get you, but it's more like a streamable thing, you know, something that I have to be w- analyzing week by week. Right now, I don't see a guy that in the midterm being uh, an option in terms of of providing some some boost to him a draft and a whole team or something like that I I, I I i don't see him the guy was the, the ryan nota and he's already in the in, in, yeah. in the roster you know and i think that that's like the closest to a prospect or something but which isn't he's not because he's already a 27 year old um rule five guy so uh, it's really bad in every front in the, uh, over there in the Coliseum. Brian, I mean, prospects uh, front on, on on the better runs. Everywhere there is a hole to be filled in in, in that team. Yeah, it's going to be a, a little while. It feels like, and yeah. hopefully sooner than later for you, my friend. But uh, we're going to wrap it up there, of course. And uh, even for an A team. We went about as long as every other team. So it wasn't as like there's still fantasy relevance, my friend. There's still fantasy relevance somewhere to yeah. be found. Um, before we head on out of here, once again, I remind everybody what you got going on that they can find and where they can find you on your wonderful Twitter. Yeah, sure. Um, at CA Marcano, uh, that help plays we call Twitters. And uh, also Baseball Prospectus and Picture List. Just make sure that, that you guys check. Uh, 
you know, all the, the preparation for the draft season that these sites are, are, are putting out. And, um, of course, the fantasy baseball beat. We're, we already have a, a few more episodes done. Uh, we have uh, Los Angeles and the Angels. I'm sorry, the Angels. Both teams from Los Angeles, the Angels and the Dodgers coming pretty soon for, for everyone to, to enjoy. And thanks a lot, Brian, once again for having me, man. And it's always a blast. Yeah, it's always a pleasure catching up with you, talking some baseball. Next time I have you on, we'll talk something a little more positive and, and have some more fun because, yeah, there it is. There's the smile. Carlos has a smile, folks. It's there. So I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, maybe we'll get some specs updates or some other fun stuff I'm, sure. or the re the research he's got coming up with Pitcher List. I can't wait to see what it's all about. So make sure you guys follow him on Twitter at C.A. Marcano. Great guy, great fantasy analyst, and much more. But this will be your Oakland Athletics season preview. Thanks, Drew Pablo. Catch y'all later.